Hello again, friends, and welcome to another fun-filled edition of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk, the weekly wrestling podcast here on CKCC Radio, where I, Chris O'Mealy, and my partners in crime discuss the events of professional wrestling. Joining me this week, he is the dastardly dangerous Dan Peck. Oh, dangerous Dan Peck was my original, gonna, my original going to be a wrestler name. Dangerous Dan Peck. Mm-hmm. I liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how you've evolved into Dan Hansen. Yep. And your your gimmick is that you're Stan Hansen's son. Even though I should be half Asian <laughs> <laughs> and probably like five to ten years older than I am. <laughs> but I think that's a good gimmick to go with. That's you know, a good. Just starting, freaking hole in a wall indie companies like. Yeah, you work like him. You look a little bit like him. Fuck it. But you Let's know what? Back into that shit. <laughs> but you know what? Also, like Dan Hansen's also a good gimmick name too. Like it, it flows. It's simple, but it's not like so simple that it couldn't marquee. And with a little bit of a nickname like that, like if you were Dangerous Dan Hansen, that would actually have a a ring to it. The lariat. A ring to a ring in a ring. That's also a square. And fuck six-sided rings because they're hard to put together. They're hard to bump on. They The ropes have all kinds of problems. And even though people are like, oh, well, they look unique. They're a nightmare to work in. So fuck six-sided rings. That's going to be the, the theme of the episode. No, I just felt like throwing that out there because I was having a discussion about six-sided rings with somebody. And I was like, yeah, they... They suck. They're like, I understand that, like, you as a fan would be like, hey, that's different. That looks cool. That's distinguishable. But anybody who I've, I, who I've known who's ever worked in one said it is the worst thing in the world. Well, I remember, like, when they were doing, we're rebooting for the 20th time. This time we'll be doing our shows from where Raw originally came from at the Manhattan Center. Do you fans want the six-sided ring or the four-sided ring? And they asked the fans, they asked the workers, 100% of the workers said four, and like 85% of the fans said six, so they did. They brought in the six-sided ring for, oh. that, for that reboot. And this is why the fans shouldn't decide stuff. Like, that's the thing, right? Like, like I, I mean, won- the fans can decide a lot of things, but when we're dealing with health and safety and stuff like that, No. I think that's the, that's one of the big things that a lot of fans don't understand is there's some things that do not work. Like, and I understand you as a fan may not understand it until you've experienced it, but that's one of those things that... Because trust me, I learned so much in my first week at a training center that absolutely blew my mind that I never even considered before. Because I think that's a big problem a lot of fans have is they think they know everything. And then as soon as you realize how much you don't know, it it really does blow your mind. Like, and even now with all this inside knowledge, like I can guarantee you, Dan, and I, I know this for a fact because I know I've been in the same boat, that even now if you went to a show like and were helping out with setup and just listening to people talk, you would be learning stuff. And you'd probably, even if it seems like such 
common sense once you hear it. And you're like, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Some of it would still blow your mind just because just to hear it said out loud. And I always got a real kick out of that. I think we should actually do a show like that. Like maybe we can have on somebody who's got training experience, like my trainer, Justin Glory, have him on just be like, tell us, you know, some things that would blow some fans' minds about what goes on with training that they don't even think about. It's really cool, honestly, when you hear it. Like, it really is cool. But it will blow your mind. But you know what blows my mind, Dan? Uh, up in here, up in here. Exactly. What blows my mind is how freaking popular CKCC Radio has gotten in the first half of 2020. And we've had almost 2,000 views. We've got about 10 shows. We've got some really popular stuff. All our past episodes have been tracking up exponentially with new listeners coming on board. And I want to thank everybody for a great first half of the year who's been part of CKCC Radio. You guys are what makes this happen. We appreciate you. We appreciate all of our awesome patrons. Have Is that what our... you appreciate about them? Oh, that's exactly what I appreciate about them. And of all the shows that you can listen to, this is one of them. Yes, this is one of them. You <laughs> uh, brings us sustenances while, while we's hard at work, and that's what I appreciate <laughs> about you. Exactly. Uh, you can check out two of Jeff Trellowitz's shows, Ranking Tracks and Real Paranormal Talk. A new Real Paranormal Talk just dropped this past weekend. Jeff was talking about Roswell. Ooh. And we're talking about doing a follow-up. Uh, new episodes of J-Bunny's Music Hub have been going up on the site. We're taking a break from the backlog because Jason recorded some new episodes while he had time during quarantine. So we're trying to get those out about one a week. The first Monday of the month is right around the corner, which means a new Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton will be dropping then. Of course, the Board to Death Boys and the Race Nerd Podcast. I believe both of them have sent me new episodes. that They are not up as we record this, but they will be shortly this weekend. I'll be working on getting those up so you'll be able to hear new Board to Death and new Race Nerd. How's about that? In fact, the new Race Nerd is called the triple header at the tricky triangle. It's about Pocono. Also Pocono. Dale, and also Dale Jarrett has COVID. Mm. I did not know that. Remember Dale Jarrett? Mm-hmm. So funny story, I remember I was having a conversation with my mom about NASCAR and I tried to mention an old driver and I called him Jeff Jarrett. And my mom got really confused for a second. I got my Jarrett's mixed up there. Of course, we have the United We Fan podcast. New episode drops every Wednesday. The last episode that Brian and Mark did was all about Captain America. I believe it was also the longest episode so far. Captain America. A full... Did you, did you listen to it at all? No, I'm like so far behind. So I gotta just point this out uh, in case either of the boys are listening. But uh, Mark was against the America's ass line. I, for one, thought that was hysterical. It was hysterical. I loved it. Uh, that's about the only thing I disagreed with on, when we were discussing that episode. Everything else was really cool. They even do the. Uh, they even talk about which of Cap's suits they like the best in all the movies. Winter Soldier. That your favorite. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and of course. 
the Stupid Sexy Podcast, where Dan and I review every Simpsons ever. We're now in season two. Mm. And a new Chris Ranks the Universe coming soon. In fact, I'm going to have a little bit of time this weekend to start working on them Taker matches. We're going to rank the run of Undertaker matches at WrestleMania. And I believe patron Randy Moyer is going to join us for that one. He'll be mm. on the round table. Uh, might just be me and you and Randall, but if there are any Club Kayfabe people who'd like to join me in the ranking, you are more than welcome to. So last week's trivia question here on Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk was about a wrestler once appearing on an episode of the Drew Carey Show. Uh, I looked it up and I laughed. Mm-hmm. And uh, go ahead, Dan. Reveal it. Was- it was me. <laughs> yes. Triple H was on the Drew Carey show. Oh my uh, goodness. They like start a brewery or whatever, and they they get some famous local wrestler to be their endorser, and then he starts drinking too much. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> That's the story. And oh yeah, and he also starts dating the, the girl, and then like... It's crazy. But that's the answer to the last week's question. This week's question was brought to us by Jeff Trollowitz because he messaged me last weekend and said, hey, I got one for you for the show. And I was like, okay. So he hit me with it, and it's what three wrestlers appeared on Smallville. Remember Smallville? Ooh, I do remember... I know one of them, but I don't know the other two. Somebody say me i remember one because they advertised it on raw mm-hmm. were there well there was one and then there was an episode where two of them were on at the same time Ooh. at the same time this was back when they were on you when smackdown was on upn so they were doing the crossovers yep it was a smackdown guy the one i'm thinking of was a smackdown yep. guy it's the obvious one, but damn, I cannot, I, I can't think of the other two. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Where's, uh, where's, where's Mark Adams of United We Fan Podcast when we need him? He's a big Smallville guy. I think he's a big DC guy. Well, he's just a big comic book guy in general, but. Don't care how you do it. A good question, Mr. Jeff Trillowitz. I like that one. That was a good one. By the way, you guys can submit trivia questions for us to do. Uh, and just in case people, like, weren't aware of the fact that Jeff submitted one and we did it. Like, you can, if you got a trivia question, you can contact us online uh, through all of our means. In fact, we'll get that out of the way. You can always email me directly at omelipodcasts at gmail.com. Or you can message us on Facebook, either through the group through the CKCC radio page, or if you're even friends with Dan and I, you can message us directly. And I check my messages pretty regularly, so. The easiest way to make sure I actually see something is to message me on Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, the easiest way to do it. So you can't find me, I'm Dan Peck, and the picture is black and white of me in front behind my microphone. As far (laughs) as I know, I'm the only... I'm the main Chris O'Mealy on Facebook, I should say. It's... Oh, someone's fucking fancy. There's probably more than one. 
I'm sure there is. There's a K-R-I-S, but that's in San Diego. There's a Christine O'Mealy. There was a Dan Dan Peck in the Syracuse area. (laughs) There's two Chris Mealy's, and then there's there's an O'Mealy with no apostrophe and two L's. Select a KP camouflage. It's a black person, so that is not me. And if you think that's me, then that's news to me that I sound black. Mm. That's racist. It, it is, absolutely. But that would definitely be news to me. Alrighty, so let's take care of some dryer sheet news here. That's going on currently in the world of wrestling for this week's episode. Uh, first off, there are reports that uh, Kyrie Sane might be going back to Japan. This was a story the last few months. It would pop, it's back up again. Actually, there's currently now one where she's might going to go back to Japan and not wrestle ever again. So it's she could be done. She could because be her done. husband said her husband's over there, and her time in WWE has not been great for her. Even though she's been like women's champion for half a year, it was not her <laughs> that was the star. Well, I feel like they kind of dropped the ball on Kyrie, and I liked the idea of putting her and Asuka together as a tag team, but that just became the Asuka show really quickly. Kyrie kind of got lost in the shuffle there, and then when EO came in, it made it worse. Because Kyrie was in two tag teams where she was doing great, but was even when she was with EO, she was still the second banana. Because the focus ended up being on her. And I think that Kyrie would have made a great underdog babyface character. They booked Kyrie initially the way they should have booked Riho initially when they made her AEW champion. They made her an underdog and got her over that way. So when she actually beat Shayna Baszler, it meant something. Of course, Shayna killed her in the rematch, but that was also part of the realism there. It meant something, and it worked. Yeah, I don't think they did a good job booking Kyrie. So... I do remember the big thing, though, was she was the last-minute replacement for the first Women's Royal Rumble, and when she found out she was going to be in it, she just burst into tears because she was so excited, and she was literally a last-minute replacement because was that either Paige or Foxy? One of them had gotten hurt. Somebody, somebody like, I remember somebody went out, like, the day before the Rumble that year. Yeah. It was one of those like, two. Like, right before the Rumble. <clears throat> well, let's see here. Paige, yeah, Paige, in, Paige's career-ending injury was in January. Okay. It was in a January. Well, that's at least when they made the announcement that she wasn't going to be. Oh, no, they didn't make that announcement until after the Rumble, because... She was taken out, and she did commentary, and she was like, Yeah, this is a shame, but I'll be back. And then she never was. Although, she's apparently doing really well on Twitch, so... she Yeah, might... she's been on Twitch for two months, and she's at nearly 11,000 subscribers. Which, a subscription on Twitch is $5. So let's just say, you let, let's be super conservative and say Twitch eats four of that one of that $5, and she gets $1. That's $11,000 a month. Yeah, I could live off of that. $11,000 a month? Almost anybody could live off of that. I think you'd have to suck to not be able to live off of that. 
So, Dan, you're a big Kyrie Sane guy because you like the you like the Japanese women's wrestling. What are your thoughts on Kyrie? Uh, like Go. I said, like she did pretty well on NXT, and then she got sucked up by the black hole. That's the main event, main roster. Um, I mean, do you want you know to what? see her go, or? Uh, yeah, I'd like to see her go. I'd like to see her wrestle again. Like, I'd like to see her go back to do stardom and stuff, and actually wrestle. But I definitely think that she probably should go back to Japan. And wrestle. <laughs> okay. But if WWE has even sucked that out of her I mean I, I mean she did two like almost died bumps with Naya in one month <laughs> a little bit ago so. I, I'm sure that has a factor with her wanting to be like I'm done get the hell get me the hell out of here especially because Naya is not getting punished for any of this Ugh. remember sure her punishment a couple of years ago was that she got to be in the men's rumble oh my god yes that's right I was like, yeah, I mean, she got hit with, like, five finishers, but she also got to be, like, the fourth woman in a, in the Men's Rumble. <laughs> so it was, right? still, it was still historic. Yeah, It's like cause... China, Beth, Karma, and her. Yep, that's it. I mean, all, all the believable women have gotten to be in there. It's not like Nia would have been an unbelievable in that spot, but... And I remember, I was like, okay, somebody's going to... There's no way it's going to be Truth and Carmella at number 30. One of them's getting screwed over, and I thought it was going to be Mella. And I'm like, all right, it's going to be Truth, but who's going to be the big comeback person to take out our Truth and take the spot? And I knew it when he came out rapping. I'm like, yep, that's it. And then Naya runs out and hits him. I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. But speaking of which, I've been enjoying the rumbles in the baseball stadium where they, like, come out of the dugout. I've been enjoying that. I hope they keep that as a tradition to do baseball stadiums like that because I think that's a cool setup. I think you could have the the baby faces come out of the the home team dugout and the heels come out of the away team dugout. That would be a great idea. <laughs> uh, I need to be a promoter again. <laughs> I would steal my fucking that. ideas. Fuck you, dude. You know, if I became a promoter again, you'd be we'd be working together, right? Club Kayfabe the promotion. Club Kayfabe the face mask. Club Kayfabe the breakfast cereal. It'd be, it, we, it would be the all Spaceball style. Yeah, the flamethrower. <laughs> Alright, so we wish Kyrie luck, but damn, that's unfortunate. Uh, WWE has officially bought out Evolve. So... We kind of didn't. We kind of figure Evolve was going to be done anyway. Well, Evolve is done. So what we're probably going to get is uh, they're probably going to put all their stuff up on the network more than likely. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with it. Um, are they going to continue doing shows or something? I don't know. I doubt it. I I doubt it's going to be any kind of like a developmental or anything because they've already got. A developmental thing with they got one and a half and NXT. yeah with performance center and nxt and all that and then the uk and the uk performance center which might just get shut down yeah that's what they're saying there's talk that they're trying to get walter to come to america because remember when he signed he was like i don't want to 
He didn't want. Yeah, that was like a big thing with him was he didn't want to. But it might end up being well, if you want money, you're coming to America because all of your roster mates are rapists and we're shutting it down. Oh, I mean, a couple of the good ones will be, will probably be absorbed. But that's also got to be a huge pain in the ass to like live in England and then get shipped in constantly to do stuff. Who knows? I mean, so first of all, they practically killed the UK independent market, and then now they're just going to kill themselves. <laughs> I think somebody will probably... So there's got to be somebody who's rich enough to start up again or something, right? Well, right, uh, Soraya, sweet Soraya, Paige's mom just retired, right? So maybe she's interested in doing full promoting again. Maybe. That's a possibility. Mm. That is a possibility. Uh, This is something I did not know before we went into before all this stuff happened, that Mickey James had actually gotten cleared from her injury, but then everything got shut down. That's why she hasn't been around. Yep. I feel kind of bad for her, because she got screwed on her re-signing big time. They just made her another person. It's like when Gail came back. (laughs) Ah, yeah, it's... And and we all know Mickey's, like, uber-talented and everything, so... I remember, like, one of the first things they did was a storyline where, you're old, woman, you're old! And she's like, cut a promo, and she was like, dude, 90% of the guys are older than me. <laughs> yeah, I'm the old one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> These freaking... Now, that's the other thing, is the age factor has always been the actual age instead of, like, the ring age or what they call the TV age. And I remember a big breakdown about this, and I think you'd you'd understand this, too, like... Your ring age is how many, uh, how often you've been seen on TV, kind of. Like, so if you've been a main eventer for three years and you've been in all the focus on the pay-per-views, like a Roman Reigns, for example, even though you might still be technically a young guy, you're seen as being an old guy because you've been seen for that amount of time. And three years on TV is a long time for a weekly episodic thing that never takes an off season. So let's let's be let's let's even be conservative here and just say you've done fifty-two shows a year, even though we all know that's more than that. Even if you've done fifty-two shows you combine that and if you've main evented half of them you've main evented 26 shows and even then multiplied by 3 that's 78 shows in 3 years that you might have main evented you think people aren't going to get sick of that I mean people even turn on talented guys after seeing them main event forever like I, I remember people having discussions about how much they loved Shawn Michaels but they were like you know, I love Shawn Michaels, but I'm getting sick and tired of always seeing him. You know, even stuff like that. So, I think that's one of those things to take into consideration here. You know, Mickey might not be a young person, 
but with the way she's been utilized, is she young compared to TV time? Look at, like, a Rene Dupree. He's 18 on the main roster, but then what happens when you've seen him for five years, and it's like, God, Rene Dupree's been around forever. It's like, yeah, but he's, like, 23. (laughs) He's still going to be around for a long time if he's lucky. So... Those are always things that I always try to take into consideration and think about. Makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds uh, yeah, tracks. Especially since you're getting things every freaking week, and there's guys that won't take time off unless they're hurt, right? Right. Well, what's funny is that that's always been the nature of the business, dating all the way back to the territory days. If you didn't work, you didn't get paid. So people fought through injuries and everything, and that's been, it's one of those things that's been indoctrinated in everybody's mind, like, oh, you have to, it has to be this way. And then people are like, well, it really actually doesn't have to be this way because we can, uh, we don't necessarily have to, uh, force you to take all that time off because they still pay you, which is one of those things where, like the older generation claiming the new generation is soft and everything. But at the same time, it's also the evolution of the business, and what it does is it creates a longer reigning career. Right? Because then it, it can actually elongate somebody's career. So maybe maybe some of these age factors should be considered. Mm. I mean, look at Diamond Dallas Page. He became a top star later in age than anybody else would have expected somebody to become a top star. And he pulled it off. He was in, he was in his late 30s before he even got trained. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I worked a show in New England, uh, Rhode Island specifically, and there were these two old guys as a tag team and they're like, yeah, so those guys actually just started training. They're like they're like in their 50s, but they're still considered rookies because they hadn't been doing it for very long at all. And I was like, oh, well, hey, you know what? To me, that was pretty cool. Good for them. And, you know, I would have booked them as huge baby faces and gotten them super over that way. They were just... One of them do an old man... Moon salt. What the hell are you doing, Terry? I don't know. Oh, the Terry Funk old man moon salt. Ah. First time he did it was at a Smoky Mountain show. <laughs> Jim Cornette's like, "What the hell are you doing, Terry?" And he's like, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> I love Terry Funk. <clears throat> I don't know. I think I sat in some bubble gum. Oh God. I think I sat in gum. Look. Uh, And then you saw Terry's old man testicles. Gross. Terry Funk. Alrighty. Uh, We've talked about the possibility of Ember Moon's career possibly being over because of her injuries. She's probably going to need a second surgery. So we wish her all the luck. That's one of those situations that's just really bad timing for an up-and-coming star. I think she could have been huge, especially as, as a huge attraction, as a black woman who's incredibly talented. 
So that's a real shame, and I always thought she was really good. But so I wish her the best, and we'll see what happens there. Uh, um, tell me about this car accident with the Velveteen Dream, because I didn't hear about this. Yeah, so you know, new new a- accusations against him, and then like the next day, he crashes his car. <laughs> good God. Um, he's not getting, I think he's getting like a citation, but he's not like going to get any, um, you know, permanent police record stuff going on with it. Um, EC3 has made a video teasing that he's signing with AEW. He doesn't. So he's signing with Impact. Yep, basically. That's what everybody's saying. He's probably going to be an impact. Uh, I, I, of course, wish him the best because I think... Uh... Remember when he was Derek Bateman and he was the shit? Yeah, I do. Cause... I was like, this, this fucking half... Whatever, fucking Andy Samberg motherfucker... I never watched that version of NXT when it was like the weird rookie show. But well, that was at the point where it turned into like an actual like wrestling promotion for a bit there. Yeah, it was it was weird. But I attended a SmackDown taping in Orlando, and of course NXT got taped beforehand. I remember Derek Bateman was in the main event, and I was just like. This is kind of whatever. And then I remember he was, like, aligned with Daniel Bryan. They were, like, Team DB because they both had the DB initials. And I was like, oh, maybe they'll do something with him. And then he freaking goes to Impact and becomes a megastar, at least on Impact standards. And I was like, damn, this guy's freaking awesome. It's like, oh, we just stole EC3 away. I'm like, oh, that's going to be great. He's going to be freaking awesome in WWE. And then, well, we see what happened there. He was in trouble, 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 trouble. Awful, 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 awful. And then, uh, Mama Bella had a brain operation. Mama Bella Laurinaitis. Dear, hope she's okay. Yeah, I saw it from Big Johnny because somebody on my supercard team posted about it. It's like, here I am at the hospital. My darling wife is having a brain operation. Surprised I didn't hear anything about the Bellas saying that. Although, I, now that I think about it, I'm not 100% sure I follow them on social media. There's two of them, but they have one social account. I know. <laughs> so that twin stuff. <clears throat> Alright, let's do uh, do some impact news real quick. You guys know Gallows and Anderson? They have signed with Impact. Mm-hmm. Although they're probably still going to do the New Japan thing, but you can expect them in Impact. Why For Impact? At the next few months. <laughs> so here's my thing. Why Impact instead of AEW? I have no idea. I wonder if that's because if they go to AEW, they wouldn't be able to work New Japan. Because doesn't AEW lock people in exclusively? I never hear any of those guys work in indies. I think AEW does exclusive deals. 
I think most of them work in Indies. Yeah, but Impact still doesn't do exclusives. I mean, they might, but they still let their guys work other places. So maybe that's why. Maybe they are like, well, let's go do Impact because at least they still have television in places and we can still do the New Japan stuff when it reopens. Or at least reopens for them damn Americans. And... Damn Americans. Well, they're going to have fans in the building next Saturday <laughs> in New Japan. So things are moving. <clears throat> Uh, a couple of deaths took place this week in the world of wrestling, including Mama Armstrong. Yeah. And I don't think uh, Bullet Bob's doing well at all. I thought Bullet Bob died like five years ago. Maybe I'm thinking of a different... Uh... No, no, Bullet Bob's still around, but he is... Uh... Last I heard, he was not doing well. He's also 80 years old, so I don't think that's necessarily a shock if he's not doing well right now. But that's a well, shame. Well, here's the top stories from Ringside News from seven days ago. Bullet Bob Armstrong's health reportedly failing a mid-cancer battle. Ah. Uh, well, it might be a garbage website, but that's still a shame. Now, you know which Bullet Bob Brown is the one who's passed away? But he passed away, like, forever ago. Right? He died... Oh, my God. God, how long ago would, it, would Bullet Bob Brown have been have been passed away? I'd have to Bob, look that. Bob Hayes died in 2002. Yes, definitely a while ago. Okay. Bob Geigel, 2014. I know it's been a while, yeah. It was definitely before... It was definitely before, like, 2005, so. All right. Um, another death was uh, Killer Tim Brooks passed away. Did not hear about that one either. So did you actually know this? I looked this up because they had mentioned this on uh, Cornette's show. But you can actually, there is a Wikipedia page dedicated to list of oldest surviving professional wrestlers. Jeez, really? Mm-hmm. There are 42 living veterans from the golden age of wrestling, which is the 50s to 70s. So, these are the oldest wrestlers ever. The oldest one was uh, Harry Elliott and Abe Coleman, who both lived to be 101 years old. Ne of One of course. them nearly at 102. Uh, yeah, Angelo Savaldi almost made it to 100 years, too. But then if you look at the oldest wrestler currently living, uh, Joe Durazio, the oldest British wrestler in history, he was born on July 27th, 1922, which places him at just yeah. under... What? He'll be 98 this year if he makes it to his birthday. That's crazy. It's only a couple weeks away. <laughs> hey, Bill, Merc Bill Mercer, the voice of World Class Championship Wrestling, is still alive. He's 94, but he's still alive. The oldest, uh, Len Rossi was like one of the oldest names that I truly recognized. The Tennessee legend. And then, uh, 
when you go down the list here, I'm trying to see. Gene LaBelle's still alive? I didn't even know that. Who'd he ever beat? Judo Gene LaBelle, brother? Danny Hodge is still alive. Oh, uh, oldest midget wrestlers. Lord Littlebrook was 66 years, 10 days old when he died. There's Blackjack Lanza. He's number 31 on the list. Eddie Sharkey. Dory Funk Jr. Well, if they're counting voices, uh, why? Unless Bob Cottle isn't this old, but he's still alive, so I'm wondering why he didn't get uh, featured on the list, unless I missed his name. But yeah, as far as I know, Bob Cottle was still alive, at least the last time we recorded the, uh, the patron stuff. Because we've done a couple of Bob Quaddle things. Dominic Danucci. A Bob Quaddle's birthday is not listed on this uh, his wiki page, so maybe we just don't know. Bob maybe Caudle. they just don't know. Yeah, we got our newest, a new world heavyweight champion. That's right, Bob. It's Eric Flair. Still pretty cool to actually be able to see that list and realize uh, who's still on it, which is pretty cool. He's uh, 59th listed. Under which list is this? Uh, perform that was uh, to perform at 70 or over. I'm guessing this means they actually had a match after they were 70. Oh, yeah. Friggin' Dory Funk Jr. is still performing. Yes, he is. He's the oldest still active wrestler at almost Murray 80 Fox years Jr. old. Dead in the mid-90s. And freaking Jimmy Valiant is still performing. <laughs> and Bill Dundee. I knew Ron Fuller was because I've... I've I've, uh, I've heard stories about stuff he's done recently. And of course, Jerry Lawler, which we all wish he wasn't still active. Because, my God, oh, it's just... Iconico. Oh, my God, Bunkhouse Buck is still going. Jimmy Golden. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I remember, like, the first time I saw a picture of Bunkhouse Buck, and I was like, oh, is he, like, the third Bushwhacker? <laughs> so that's actually pretty... It's actually a pretty cool list to, to, to keep an eye on. And uh, is correct, correct me if I misread on here, but did they say Mae Young was the oldest woman to ever perform? Yep. She performed in, uh, yep, date of last match, 2010. She would have 87 when she had her last match. That's crazy. Hey, Frenchie Lamont and Tiger Jackson are still alive. In fact, Tiger Jackson just worked Joey Janela's spring break in uh, 2017. He's 60 now, or he's 60 then when he wrestled, so. Mm. Crazy. That's so crazy that to, to see this stuff actually listed, like friggin' Ox Baker wrestled a match when he was 80. On his 80th birthday, actually. Against Bobo Brazil. Jeez, on his 80th birthday, too. <laughs> <laughs> Bobo Brazil Jr., I should say. 
Oh, I guess Spray Spaceman Frank Hickey is no longer living. Yeah, date of last match was 93. He would have been 78. Yeah, so that would have been... He wouldn't have made it past that. Uh, that's that's really cool. Mil Mascarez is old as fuck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh my god, Jackie Fargo is a lot older than I realized, too. He was... What did, what did he wrestle till? Damn. 2006 and he died in 2013 that's so crazy so crazy my cat approves of this list fascinating mm -hmm. stuff guys fascinating stuff like and I know people do the whole well wiki's not reliable because anyone can edit it you're right but those edits never last long because there's a lot of wiki fact checkers so stop with that crap uh, Kurt Hawkins now has a baby daughter congratulations to him and this is kind of shitty, but uh, Hana Kimura's mother says that the inciting incident on the reality show was actually orchestrated by the producers. So we all know who to hold responsible for that. Yeah, so uh, it was the, the like the whole thing stemmed from her getting uh, online bullied because of a real-world-like TV show she was on. And uh, the whole thing that started it was she had a fight with one of the other people that apparently was like her ex-boyfriend or whatever. And they had the they had like the yelling fight, and then the producer's like, "No, slap him! Yeah, slap him!" And she's like, "No, come on, slap him!" So she just swats his hat off his head, mm. and uh, that was what it made every freaking buddy on the internet turn on her and get her kill herself. And her mother says that's what happened, and the guy that that got her his hat swat said, "Yep, that's what happened." They told her to slap me, and she didn't slap me, and eventually she just swatted my hat away. Yeah. Slap him. Fucking terrible. I mean, there's a thing we're pretty sure, because, like, you know, it was stemmed from this reality show, when it was like, oh, they manufacture her being a bitch. I mean, obviously, it's the way it fucking is. That's what they do. Ugh. Well... Terrible freaking loss to deal with, and hopefully we won't have to deal with it anymore. Alrighty. Let's go ahead and move on to some New Japan news, which Dan's going to take us through. What's happening in the world of the land of the rising sun? Oh, man, so New Japan Cup semifinals were, were today. What, today. Was, the, was the predictions correct? Did they get it right? The guy who predicted the future? Well, the final is going to be Okada versus Evil. So Okada did face Hiromu in the semi. And Evil versus Sonata in the semi as well. Evil beat Sonata by fucking going straight up Evil on him. Like, he started, like, hitting him in the nuts and stuff to get that win. There might be issues in LIJ. <laughs> he was nuts. But Okada beat Hiromu in one of the best matches of the tournament. So it's Okada versus Evil to win the New Japan Cup next Saturday, the 11th. They're taking a, more than a full week off before doing that. But then the next night on Sunday is Dominion for the title match against Naito. So get your shit together. 
Uh, one of the other things that have been going on during this tournament, well, a couple of things. One of them is the dangerous techers of uh, Tai Chi and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. are definitely going for the tag titles from Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi. The other one is that Show beat Shingo in a tournament, and then just last night he beat him in like one of the preliminary six man or four man, you know, one of the trios or Tomikos or whatever. And so he pins him. And after the match, Shingo stands up, gets up to his face, lifts both of his Never titles because he's got the Never singles and the Never six man. And he's like essentially like, hey, you've beaten me twice. Which one do you want? And Show's like, uh, I'll take the singles. And he's like, really? So then he tries to hit him with it. And then they brawl. It's fucking sweet. Hey, you beat me twice. Which one you want? I want that one. Well, I'm gonna attack you with it. <laughs> you know? And so they've been showing these uh, way of the Grandmaster videos, and it was revealed that it is the return of Harai Kawado from his excursion, and his name is Master Wado. And he came out, did a little promo, and then Doki attacked him. Master Wado, uh, sweep of the shelves before you go home. And so, oh, you want to do be in? We got lots of that. No pod is worth two slaves. <laughs> I just happen to have a chance cube. I'm betting everything on Saburba. Saburba always wins. <laughs> then why the hell would you put your slave in a pod, you asshole? Because it makes him some money. Dude, we got to do a watch along for the Star Wars movies, like th- with the, the the director commentary track with you and me. We could have so much fun with that, especially the prequels. I just well, I just watched a, some more episodes of uh, Clone Wars, and so I saw um, an episode where um, George Takei is in it. Oh yeah. Um, oh God, who, who does he play? He plays some, like, general. He's, no, he's, I don't think he's quite a general. But he's like, I have this new super weapon that will kill anything organic within blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that was, um... Oh, my God. And it's, like, the planet of, like, the monkey people or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're, like, super pussy peaceful people. I know. It's a two-parter. It's a two-parter. They're kind of cute, actually. Yeah, it was. A, I remember it was. A, it was an earlier episode. Yeah, it was season but one, yeah. like episode twelve or something like that. One of the so, one of the Ayla Sakura episodes, right? She's in that. Yeah, there's. Yeah, it's her and Ahsoka and um, Anakin. Because Anakin got hurt. Yeah, because she was under attack, so they went to save her, and Anakin realizes that the explosion is going to get to them before the airlock closes. So he pushes them in and he gets hit with the explosion. So he's like knocked out for like most of the first episode of that two-parter. He was actually supposed to be a recurring villain, uh, the George Takei voiced character. Oh, he's only in the one? Only only in that one two-parter? Yeah, so... Cause he was in, yeah. Cause he was, uh, he was taken into custody, and then uh, 
He was actually part of, uh, this is a tie-in to Rogue One, he was part of Lieutenant Krennic's original plans for the prisoner exchange, which was to secure the release of Galen Urso and Lyra Urso and Baby Jin. And he escaped custody as a result. But because Clone Wars got cancelled when it did, he didn't ever get a chance to come back. Which is a shame, because, of course, you know, he's a Nomoidian, so... Uh, at least they got an actual Asian, instead of doing the... <laughs> the Asian... The bad Asian accent, like also, they did with like, Newcomer. After, right? after a Jar Jar episode, there was three episodes... And then the next one was a Jar Jar episode. But at least Jar Jar did good things that episode. Yeah, but you've already seen my least favorite episode so far. The one where Jar Jar, like, sabotages the ship and traps them on the planet. Because he's just an idiot. That's the one. Yeah. I I destroyed the ship. And I was like, oh, god damn it. And then, like, sometimes it's Ahmed Best doing the voice. And other times it's not. And that's frustrating that he's only there sometimes. And then you hear a bad Jar Jar. You're like, is this least... the one where the the uh, um, it's a, it's another two parter where the um, rock people the, the people that look, that look like rocks they're the pirates and they have Dooku <laughs> <laughs> and then they capture Obi Wan and, and Anakin and like they're like and Representative Binks you have to go out there because the the main ambassador died in the in the crash so you're the main ambassador now. And he's like, okay. And then the guys take him hostage. And then he just oops, 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 and destroys other tanks. <laughs> and he's like, he's not an ambassador. He's a plague. Yeah. Fucking Jar Jar. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm actually on a three-parter right now. I've got to finish up maybe shortly when we're done recording. I'll watch I'm, it, I'm but it's a... One. Of course, I am doing the official list order which, which is actually, how i'm I, doing I'm, it. I'm actually now at an episode i skip i you watch early so i'm at 117 because i just watched 115 so 116 came up next so i gotta go skip that but yesterday was a crazy night because it was D D, and then the return of a critical role so there you go so yeah so that's your uh your your bout of new japan news that somehow went into uh Star Wars Ramble. Name is Master Watto. Because Master Watto. Well, yeah, I think that's actually uh, pretty cool. So, Dan, take us to the main event for this week's show. You decided to do another ranking, an easy one, just three matches. Just three, yeah. But well, I mean, because like, you know, Shibata, he's been out for three years, you know, and it's probably it's never going to come back, most likely. Um, and I realized, like, when I started watching New Japan. He was doing the tag team with Goto, and then, like, after that was done, he was just doing never matches, which was, like, you know, opening a couple matches. And then, all of a sudden, he wins New Japan Cup and then faces Okada and then ends his career with the headbutt, right? And I was like, I need to watch some of his older matches. So I was like, well, come on, Meltz, tell me which matches to watch. And, well, Shibata had three matches that he rated five stars. So I watched those three matches. So, the ah. first match on the list, in chronological order, Rudy's chronological, is him versus Tomohiro Ishii at G1 Climax 23, night four. It's August 4th, 2013. And, well, they beat the shit out of each other. It's only like an eight-minute match. 
during the G1. Um, they beat the shit of each other. Like Ishii's doing uh, clotheslines and forearms, and and Shibata's come back with kicks. And this is like essentially the entire match is like club kick, club kick. They just <laughs> pounded the shit out of each other for eight minutes, and Ishii wins the match. It's fucking great. Watch it. It's only eight minutes. I can give you the freaking link to it because I have it right here. Because <laughs> I put in links. Uh, so, like, if I'm watching, I need to help out Chris or whoever, you know? So they can just click a link and find it instead of having to go search for it. Because sometimes trying to find stuff, even in the WWE Network, is a freaking pain in the ass sometimes. And so it could be even harder in New Japan World where you already have to translate it. Yeah. And even auto-translate doesn't translate everything. No, it does not. Uh, so you gotta just you gotta you gotta figure shit out. But yeah, so they just you know he's throwing forearms and he's throwing kicks. Fucking awesome. Eight minutes though. Freaking awesome. His second five star match was against Tanahashi at Destruction in Kobe, September twenty first, two thousand and fourteen. This is two of the new three Amiga, the new three, the three Musketeers. Remember, the OG Three Musketeers came in in the late 80s, early 90s, and that was uh, um, Hashimoto, Muda, and um, Chono. Or like the original Three Musketeers. They're like, these three new young guys are going to lead us into the next era of our company, right? And they did, and two of them went their separate ways after a bit, and Chono stuck around for a while. Well, in the, in the mid-aughts, they kind of had a similar thing with these three guys, and it was Nakamura, Tanahashi, and Shibata. And they called them the new Three Musketeers. And this is two of them facing off at Destruction of Kobe 2014. And fucking great match, dude. And Tanahashi wins. Yeah, you're going to find out uh, all three matches, Shibata loses all three of these matches. <laughs> 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 um, they weren't five star because he was victorious. Yeah. Uh, but again, you know, it's Shivata. Oh, man, this guy is so good. He's like the strong style. Like, like he's going to do some crisp moves and he's going to fucking do some awesome kicks. My bros. My brothers. Uh, and then the third match is the match. The, t- the world title match against Okada at Sakura Genesis 2017 after he won the New Japan Cup. And this match is fucking bonkers great. And then comes the part where he headbutts Okada, but he hits the center of his forehead right on the crown of Okada's head. So it's like the hardest... The, the part you're supposed to hit with on a headbutt on the worst part to hit on the head. Oof. Um... And he starts bleeding like immediately from his floor, from his head, and he had to like shake the cobwebs out. And then they went ten more minutes. <laughs> it's still really good, but once you see that, you're just like, oh fuck. So, is the chronologic order the ranking as well? Because the way you described it makes it sound like it is. I, you know what. Yeah, I would I would say probably it is. Cuz it sounds like it sounds like the 8 minute killer match was still awesome but was still just a fight that was only 8 minutes and then the Tanahashi match 
sounds amazing, but then when you said the match, I was like, oh, well then, there's the Okada match has to be the best one. So I'm just, like, picturing it in my head, and I'm thinking, you know what? I have a feeling that the way you just mentioned them is exactly how they go. I mean, even without seeing them, just hearing the way you describe them and, like, how you got excited for them makes me think that it would go Okada Tanahashi and then Ishii. So. I do plan doing a deeper dive, but, like, I went with what is listed as the best matches, and he had three five stars. So, did that. I do want to go watch some more of him in the past, but there's that chunk where he left to do MMA, right? So... Oh, that would actually be a fun watch-along. We could find a copy of uh, some of his MMA fights, and then we can watch them together for, like, the first time. That would be pretty cool. All right, five-star Shibata matches. Anybody out there has the New Japan World? It's only 999 yen. Which is... Less than $9, usually. It's actually cheaper than the WWE Network. As a matter of fact, we probably just got uh, a couple, like a week ago, is when we got charged. We get charged at the end of every month. That's when I get the notification, the yeah. last of the month. Because I remember buying it, us finally getting it, like, right before New Year's. This is so what... we would be ready for... And, and if you guys like hearing us talk about this stuff, you can become a patron and help help us buy this stuff because patron money helps fuel the WWE Network, the New Japan World, and with a few more patrons, maybe we could subscribe to some of those independent services. I would love for they get like Stardom World or DDT. Well, DDT service gets us Noah now too, so that's probably the better bang for your buck. So if you guys like what you hear and you want to hear more, become a patron, patron.com slash clubkfabe, and we'll be able to provide that stuff for you. We can even take requests and everything. And uh, if you do any of the higher tiers, which of course you're not obligated to do, it starts at five bucks a month, and once you're in, you're in for five bucks a month, you get everything. Uh, the higher tiers will allow you to be, get more interactive stuff and even produce stuff for the patron the patron channel for everybody else. But I want to give special shout outs to Glenn, Randy, Jeff, Jay, and Adrian, who are our wonderful patrons and deserve their shout outs. Each and every week are guaranteed one on the show. And then of course, every now and again, we'll give the rest of you guys a shout out as well. Mm. You're in those other tiers this week on the VIP show. We're going to do another series of rap video watch alongs which we did last week. Adrian Cotton gives us two a week to do. We're going to watch the videos and react to them live as they happen. You'll get to hear the audio. And uh, we do. We were aware that last week we had a little bit of issues with the audio. Uh, it's basically kind of being a little too loud at times and things like that. We are playing with that to get it to a perfect level, and that will probably take a couple more weeks to perfect. But we do appreciate you guys for tuning along. And then Dan and I sat down and watched ECW Heat Wave 98 because it's friggin' hot out. It's also generally considered to be one of the best original ECW shows. It's a good time. Always to the pay-per-view era. I have, like, two actual complaints about the show, 
and then the rest of it, uh, I got some fun stuff to say. But you'll have to subscribe, become a patron. By the way, this will be our 26th patron-exclusive Wrestle Talk. Not to mention the fact that uh, Jeff and Matt from Race Nerd and Ranking Tracks have also produced exclusive content just for the patron channel. So that's something I want you guys to keep in mind, that you will get other shows exclusively. And we're going to be doing more watch-alongs and putting those all up on the patron channel. Now... We we have realized that the video watch along will not be possible. It is going to have to be audio only, but we will be trying to pick stuff that you guys will have access to, like WWE Network stuff and New Japan World stuff will probably be the most common, as well as stuff on YouTube. And what we'll do is we'll make sure you guys are synced up with us so that and I'll, and I do the three two one play, you know, three two one play, and we'll tell you exactly where to go, whatever the timestamp, all that stuff. So you know exactly where to be, and you can follow along. And you will get to hear some of the audio a little bit, although we're probably planning it so that uh, the audio is pretty much silent for the recording for some of the stuff. But that should help you sync up and follow along with us. And we've gotten some really positive reviews on the watch-along stuff, so we'll definitely be doing more of it. Dan and I have both had fun doing the watch-alongs, and if we're enjoying it, then of course we're going to do more of it. And I got some really positive feedback about my wife watching wrestling, and people want to hear more of that. So there you go. We'll we'll provide more of that for you. Anyway, I think I'm ready to assign some points or consequences. Are you? I am. Hope you got the list up. I do. I am prepared. So I do remember that my game was relatively easy. It was... Uh, I w- after I had the fun of Dan's badly explained game, I decided I wanted to do one too. And the one that I really liked was to take a famous fictional character, badly describe them. So now I get to play a guessing game, which are always fun. But I am going to hope, I'm hoping you guys know your audience when you do this. So. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Get horribly describe a famous character, famous fictional character. No wrestlers! That was a big thing. I didn't want any wrestlers. Okay. And if I hear one, I'm going to yell at you. All right, so our first entry. This guy sucks. I mean, literally. Uh, my guess is Kirby. <laughs> that was the first, because I've been playing a lot of Smash lately, so that was the first thing I thought of. Was I right? It is not Kirby. Okay. This guy does not suck everything. He sucks very specific things. Oh my god. So now I want to go the gay route. (laughs) This guy. uh, Is it. Is it, uh. Not Kirby from Nintendo. Is it Kirby the vacuum cleaner from the Brave Little Toaster? (laughs) I was thinking of a vacuum cleaner. This guy sucks. He literally sucks. Uh, hmm. I'm trying to think of what kind of a character would, like... I don't know, is it a fat person? No. Okay. You're sure it's not Kirby? Uh, I do not know. It's Dracula. Dracula does indeed... I wasn't even thinking vampires, damn. I didn't even go that route. I've been playing a lot of Smash. But yes, uh, that's good. That's points. Okay. Well, it's, it's not inaccurate. He does literally suck. 
<laughs> My next guess was going to be Kevin Dunn. I'm like, oh no, he said literally sucks. Plus, he's not fictional, unfortunately. Unfortunately, that is that is 100% accurate. Psychotic old man claims he can time travel in a car that runs on garbage. Oh, I know this one. That's Doc Brown. Mm-hmm. It's not really a bad description. But... It's also an accurate description. <laughs> it's your kids, Marty. Something's got to be done about your kids. Your daughter the marries a black, a black man. man. Yeah. That's not a big deal for me, Doc. I don't think I'm comfortable hanging around you anymore. Uh, did you know peanut butter was invented by a black man? Yeah, too late, Doc. Uh, that's good. That's points. Points for Doc Brown. All right. Next one is... This hothead sailor literally has no pants on. Talk about creepy. That's Donald Duck. Yep. That's good. That's points. Do you know, uh, I don't know what, what you actually know about Animal Crossing, but one of the non-playable characters that sometimes washes up on the shore is Gulliver the Seagull. He literally, uh, he's a sailor who kind of looks like Donald because he's, he's got the sailor hat and the shirt, but of course he's got no pants. And... You have to talk to him like six times to wake his ass up, and then you have to help him find his communicator parts so he'll get picked up. But if you help him, he'll actually send you a nautical-themed gift the next day. So I remember like the first time I got um, – <clears throat> it's called like an Annoy statue. It's those Easter Island heads pretty much. And then he sent me like a Statue of Liberty. That was a cool little decoration. I'm like, this is pretty cool. Then he sent me a katana. I'm like, how is that nautical? <laughs> what, in the water. <laughs> what does this have to do with the sea? So, good goddamn. So, yes, uh, that was good, and that will get points if I didn't already say that. Yes. Jealous of all the coin his big brother gets, this plumber invests in an industrial vacuum, thinking he'd make it make a good side hustle. Uh, say the say that one again. I think I lost. I think I kind of lost my train of thought on it. Jealous of all the coin his big brother gets, this yeah. plumber invests in an industrial vacuum, thinking it'd make a good side hustle. Oh, plumber. Okay, I I didn't hear the word plumber. That's why I got confused. Well, that would be Luigi, referencing Luigi. referencing Luigi's mansion, and that's it's Luigi. Pretty damn funny. That's points. Okay. Though I don't think L- Luigi invented the thing, but he... it's the invests. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Stereotypical American father works in the energy industry for the meanest penny pitching boss, not named Ebenezer. <laughs> uh. So. I'm either thinking Scrooge McDuck or Mr. Burns. Was one of those correct? Well, this is the person works for that person. Okay. So, Smithers or Bob Cratchit? American father works in the energy industry. All right. So, they're probably going with Homer, right? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Homer Simpson? Homer Simpson. (laughs) <laughs> Smithers, who is this man throttling me? <laughs> Just grabs the cop's gun. Who the devil are you? 
I think my absolute favorite part of that is when Dr. Nick bursts in. Hi, everybody. Oh, Mer Simpson. Okay, that was weird. Yeah, that's good. That's points. Nothing's, uh, nothing's sticking out to me just yet, but... But these are good so far. Okay, how about... Even though he can do almost anything, he's still blue. Even though he can do almost anything, he's still blue. Mm. Damn. Even though he can do almost anything, he's still blue. Mr. Meeseeks. Nope. Damn. Is is he actually colored blue? Yes. Okay. And he is a Deus Ex Machina cut character. I'm drawing a blank on this one. Even though he can do almost anything, he's still blue. Does he, does he not want to be blue? I don't know. I don't know. Everyone around him is some shade of tannish brown, though. And he's blue. This is going to be so obvious when you say it, but I just can't think of it. I even gave you an audio clue. I didn't hear an audio clue, sorry. You must have broken up when you said it. Well, you ain't never had a friend like him. Ah, the genie. Okay. Okay. That is true. He can do most anything, but he's still blue. Oh, that makes me feel kind of bad for him. But he did get his freedom, so. So, uh, that's, that's pretty cool. <clears throat> so, we'll give that one points. Pointies. Overachieving Italian beats meat on his way to fame and oversized belts. That would be Rocky Balboa. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's points. Thank you. That points. Uh, do me a favor. Put an earmark on that one. Because that, that one actually cracked me up. I might I might have to revisit that one. Put a mark on that. All right. Mama's boy villain with long white hair who carries a sword that is totally not compensating for something. Holy shit, what? Mama's boy villain. With his long white hair, who carries a sword that is totally not compensating for something. A mama's boy, okay. A mama's boy, a mama's boy. I'm trying to think, who do I know that's a... Uh, are they talking about uh, Prince Charming from, from Shrek 2? No. Okay. Try to think of like some famous mama's boys. Uh, I would think you'd probably have to know quite a, quite a bit about the story to know he was a mama's boy. Okay, is this a is this a franchise that I would know? Yeah, you you know of it. I don't know how much how much you know of it. Though. Oh shit! Okay, uh, that's gonna complicate things. Cause I'm not. I, I, 
I'm thinking like long white hair. That's not giving me a clue to anything, and a big sword. Because I like I, I'm thinking like Game of Thrones, but there's nobody with long white hair in Game of Thrones that would have that would have been a mama's boy. All the mama's boys were like the the uh, the Lannister children that are all inbred kids, but they're all blondes. So. <sighs> Don't know. I do not know. This guy has a bomb ass song about him where the only word in English is his name. That doesn't help. It's Sephiroth. Oh. I don't I don't play Final Fantasy. Oh, you're right, I know of it, but yeah, this is going to have to be a Know Your Audience one. I'm going to have to say no points to this one, because you don't... You did not... You do not know your audience. I don't know Final Fantasy. That would have been for... That would have been for Glenn. That better not have been Glenn. If that was Glenn, I'm going to be mad. You should find out later. I guess I will. Our next one. Whiny little rich boy who can't get over one bad night. Jesus Christ. Whiny little rich boy doesn't exactly narrow that down. Can't get over one bad night. Yep. <sighs> Wait till you find out what the answer is. Or you figure it out. Alright, well let's see. Who do I know that's a whiny little rich boy? Uh, there's Richie Rich, but that it, I'm assuming that's not it. There's... Uh, Montana they, Max from Tiny Toon Adventures. They, they historically had one bad night. So is like it some, did they like lose all their money or something? They it's like a it's former central to the character that they had this one bad night. I'm trying to think of like a rich person who would have lost their fortune when they were like a kid. Oh my god. Who's somebody who was... Can't, I mean, it's not Mr. Burns, because he revels in being rich and he's still old. It's not a Simpsons character. They didn't lose their money. Oh. Okay. I don't know. It's Batman. <laughs> oh. That is badly explaining it. Oh my god, one bad night. That's almost kind of mean that he can't get over that. Freaking parents got murdered. Can't get and like ass. not like an hour away from him, like right in front of him. <laughs> well, that not only fit the, the purpose of the game, but that cracked me up. So that's going to be your second earmark right there. All right, earmark. <laughs> this rodent almost always outwits his feline antagonist. Jerry? Yes. A uh, little on the nose there, dog. That wasn't a terribly uh, bad description. Unless you thought I was going to go for Itchy. But. Uh, I don't know. I didn't hate it, but I don't think it's a very bad description. I give it fifty. Give it fifty. Okay. That's what you were doing for your thing. Was you were given 
50 points if you thought it wasn't it was still kind of descriptive or whatever so let's do that we'll do 50 That father who seems to randomly have his family kidnapped, jeez, I think it's been three times now. What a family man. At least he's not OJ, I guess. Oh my god. Is that his family kidnapped? Oh my god. Okay. Let's see. A father who would have had his family kidnapped, but at least it's not OJ. God damn, that's... <laughs> I like the description. That's kind of cracking me up. Alright, so the first name I thought of was Clark Griswold. But I'm going to say that's probably not. You need a kidnap? Wait, was it was it he was doing the kidnapping? Or? Hmm. The father who seems to randomly have his family kidnapped, jeez, I think it's been three times now. Okay, okay, so the way that the way that's worded, it makes it sound like I, I initially thought it was he was the one doing the kidnapping, so I was trying to think of, like, a dad putting his family into situations that they weren't exactly a big fan of, because uh, then I was thinking, like, wait, like, Mr. Incredible, because his family got kidnapped a few times. But then when you said at least he's not OJ, now I'm trying to think of, like, a bad father. <laughs> uh, this is a really funny description, though. I'm probably going to laugh when I hear it. But uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I can't think of who this could be. It's Brian Mills from Taken. Oh, my God. So this is a Know Your Audience thing because I've never seen those movies. However, that description is too goddamn funny. So you're – even though you – you're not getting an earmark because you didn't know your audience. You're getting full points because that description's fucking hysterical. That's really fun. I bonus points for the at least he's not OJ. God damn. That's fucking uh, we are that's straight now up savage. The chase. Owens it. Dude, I'm actually really liking this game. Like I'm I'm glad I went with I, I took your inspiration to do a description game because these are fun. Dude has weird hair for a monkey, but don't tell him that. He's likely going to kick your ass and then some. Weird hair for a monkey, but he's going to kick your ass. All right, so of course, I'm thinking of, like, famous monkeys. So I'm thinking of Donkey Kong, but he doesn't have weird hair. Diddy wears a hat. Uh, King Kong... Monkeys. Everything's a monkey. You know, I think this monkey is more of a description than an actual it's a monkey. I swear to God, if it's a black person, I'm going to quit the show. <laughs> you better not have. I'll kill someone. Alright, an actual description. Now I'm thinking like... Like, I'm trying to think like an agile gymnast type character. I have a feeling I'm, I'm way off here. Uh, weird hair for a monkey. That's throwing me off big time. He's got crazy hair. I don't know. But he's got a tail. Got crazy hair and a tail. That doesn't tell me anything. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would at least 
break down what what it's from. <laughs> give up? Uh, give me one more hit. Why not? No. <laughs> if I give you one more hit, it's going to be a freaking a not, dead giveaway. I think is it really point. that obvious? And I'm just all right. I'm just off the track. Well, I don't know if it's that that obvious, but I don't don't know much more about it that I can tell you without going all the way. All right. Uh, uh, you know what? Just give me one more hint and let's see where it goes. It'll be even funnier if it's supposed to be obvious. And I okay, let me see if this quote is actually about this character <laughs> before I say it. Okay. We're awaiting a famous quote here. Remember, while we're waiting, you can subscribe for $5 a month to patreon.com slash club kayfabe. Okay, he, this person says it. He doesn't. It's not about him, but he says it. Okay, ready? Yes. It's over 9,000! Oh, got it. Vegeta. Okay, got it. Okay, Monk. Yes, I get it. I get it. I get it. Points. <laughs> I get it. All right. Next actually, that's actually really that fit the description of the game. I was stumped on that one. <laughs> Sorry if I blew anybody's ear while I was. <laughs> Do you have you ever listened to Cornette's podcast? When only pieces parts. Okay, so if you ever listen to a full episode on the experience, he always does plugs for all of uh, Brian Last shows. And when Brian Last promotes his 605 Super Podcast, he screams the mothership, and he always does it, like, into the microphone super loud. And it actually will, like, will like it, it's like that tinny overshot on your speakers. <laughs> but he also does it as a gimmick because Cornette fucking hates it, and it always throws him off. So he's just like, and of course, the 605 Super Podcast, the mothership. He screams it, and Cornette, he always throws him off, even though Cornette should be expecting it by this point. He's always like, God damn it. <laughs> or he's got his little, like, family guy voice changer that'll, he'll scream it, and then you'll just hear Stewie go, who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> but I don't want to do that. I don't want to blow out anybody's eardrums, so. Continue, please. A renowned psychiatrist who has an appetite for his work. Okay, so as soon as you said... Oh, 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 Hannibal Lecter. Yep. Okay, points. That's points. See, as soon as you said psychiatrist, my first thought was Harley. Then you said he, and I'm like, Joker? And then I'm like, oh, wait, appetite. He has an appetite for destruction. If you guys want to hear how Jeff ranks Appetite for Destruction, by the way, that episode is available on patreon.com slash clubkayfabe for only five bucks a month. Yeah, so give us five bucks and listen to that. Yeah, what are you guys doing anyway? Jeez. And actually, I think like if you came in right now, you'd get it for free because I think we just hit the, the billing a day or two ago. <laughs> you still have to pay, though. You still have to pay on your... Uh, because I've, I've signed up for patrons before to grab some content and then unsubscribe. You still have to pay. You ain't getting oh, away. You, you, you can't unsub until you've paid at least once. Exactly. Correct. Mm -hmm. It's like it's right, like, it's like like any other subscription service. 
narcissistic billionaire playboy philanthropist oh my saves the world with high-tech external prosthesis. Would that be Iron Man? Yes. <laughs> That's a good description. That's points. Or should I say it's a bad description? Billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. I mean, that's pretty be- much pretty much Tony Stark right there. Well, that's literally what he said in Avengers, and he's like, take away your suit, what are you? Anyway. <laughs> Penultimate entry. Bus driver that threatens his wife with domestic violence. Jesus. <sighs> Bus driver? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's not Otto, because Otto get ma- Otto didn't actually get married in that episode with Parker Posey. I'd get married to Parker Posey. Did he actually get married? I don't remember if he got married. I don't or not. know, but I would. I'd marry Parker Posey. I know you would. Uh bus driver. I don't know any f- famous bus drivers, do I? This is classic. This is before any of our time. Oh, it's, uh, what's his name? Bam Zoom Right to the Moon. Honeymooners guy. Right? Yeah, Ralph Cramden Ralph, is the character. Ralph name. Cramden. Okay, yeah. I, okay, yeah, that's that's before my time. I wasn't... No, that was a joke about beating his wife. <laughs> One of these days, Atlas. <laughs> yeah, in the future, Alma, they're like, we don't know how he came to the moon, but this guy might have something to do with it. One of these days, Alice. Yeah. Uh, that's another case of you should definitely know your audience, but I do really like this one, so I'm going to go ahead and give it uh, a points. The points. Or maybe you should know your original OG sitcoms. Jeez. Maybe I should, okay? Jeez. Mm. Mm. What else? Final entry. Badass motherfucker does a great job at getting people to chill out. Mr. Freeze? Chill out. Badass motherfucker is more of a clue than you think it is. Frozone. Yeah. Because of Sam Jackson. (laughs) Where is my super suit? I'm uh, uh all right that's points. Uh but I'm I'm thinking back to the yeah I'm thinking back to the two earmarks that I had that actually popped me. Go back to those please. They are Italian beats meat on his way to fame in oversized belts. And why you a little rich boy you can't get over one bad night. So do I want to award the one that I guessed easy or the one that actually stumped me? How do I want to play this? Mm. I don't know. I'm not you. You are correct. I could smell dinner. It's going to be delicious. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to give it to Batman because that one actually stumped me. And that was actually a. It, and it shouldn't have stumped me. So they get credit for that because that was actually a good, bad description that I, I should have been able to guess. So give give the bonus to Iron Man and give the win to Batman. No, bonus to Rocky Balboa. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. 
So your winner is Luke Ferdin. Hey, Luke. He and your second place bonus boy is Matt Hardman. Matthew. Good job, guys. That was a fun game. I like that. We should. We definitely should be doing more of those. We can turn. We can do a lot more guessing games like that. Uh, but I don't want to like blow the load and do a whole bunch of them in a row and then run out of run out of material, of course. But but that was good. I liked it. I had fun. Good stuff. Mm. All right, guys. Well, that's going to conclude another edition of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk. We appreciate all of you, and I want everybody here to know that I'm really, really proud of the job that everybody's done on CKCC Radio throughout the first half of the year. I know not all of the CKCC radio hosts listen to this show because they're not all wrestling fans. I also want you guys to know that I have reached out to a couple of people about possible new content for the channel. I don't want to spoil anything because it might take some time to get the content out to get the people organized, but... I've approached two different parties about possible content that I think you guys will be really, really excited about and very much enjoy. Of course, we want more opinions of stuff that we can do. Uh, We're going to put some more stuff up on the patron page and make some more stuff free to kind of entice you guys to keep coming in because, like, we're going to do a couple of watch-alongs, but like every like maybe like one in every five watch alongs we'll put up for free so you guys can see what we're doing if dan and i do like a full movie we'll make that exclusive content but if we're just doing like a music video here and there we might make a couple of those free you'll have to pay to get the good stuff but uh we've dan and i have talked about some some shows for potential uh doing like a watch along where we'll review the episode and do like our own version of director commentary over it and I do know that there is an interest in shows like that Uh, I'll throw this out here now four shows that Dan and I are mutual fans of that we could perform this content on include Rick and Morty uh, Letter Kenny the new Harley Quinn series and uh, oh, there was one more. I, I had listed four things, and I'm going to space on the last one because, of course, I am. But it was something else that you and I would get. The Mandalorian? Yes, that's it. The Mandalorian. Yes. I was, I was about to say, we even mentioned it earlier. Uh, so those are four shows that Dan and I have both watched, become mutual fans of, and have access to. So we would definitely consider doing those for you guys. Um. I have heard people say that they would like to see some of that done with The Simpsons. Um, I think maybe on occasion we'll do like a special episode here and there with that kind of stuff. Uh, we do have the Treehouse of Horror coming up. We might be able to pull one of those off for that. Maybe we'll we'll use that as the first watch along. We already did. Uh, we already did the first Treehouse of Horror on another show. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> so uh I mean you know what I mean like th- there's all kinds of stuff that we can do um and then of course I I thought of uh my wife and I are going to do a show like that with the big bang theory although we might make the majority of that free on CKCC radio cuz I know there's enough big bang theory fans out there to do it and uh it's going to be funny because We've talked about doing it, and, like, 
done some practice commentary and we've like ripped the show apart so much that people are going to think that we hate it. They're going to be like, uh, hold on a second here. <laughs> so, but that's just how some of the commentary goes down, y'all. You know what I mean? So, but again, we want to hear your thoughts on all of this fun stuff, guys. If you yourself have an idea or want to pitch something, if you are one of our patrons, you want to pitch us an idea, we take all of those into consideration. Uh, it might take us some time to get stuff out depending on the grand scheme of what you want us to do. But again, that's uh, all can be considered. So don't be shy about getting your ideas. Oh, Lord of the Rings Trilogy Extended Edition Watch Along. Exactly. We will have to literally set aside four hours just to do one of those movies. Yeah, on three different occasions. And the thing is, with these watch-alongs, it's one of those deals where once I hit play, I want to keep going. So, like, we'd have to, like, pee, or if we have to get up and take a pee break... We have to, like, plan when it's going to happen. So, yeah. That might take some time there. Yeah, if we're doing that, it's probably going to plan, like, one or two breaks in there at a specific point in the movie. Well, I think, if I'm not mistaken, even on the Blu-rays, they have, uh, they have like, a stopping point. So, we'd be able to pull that off. Uh, yeah, but if you have ideas, we we can definitely consider doing full movies, but we're probably going to make a lot of that stuff patron-exclusive. But I do know that has been a, a positive feedback about possibly getting more patrons to sign up. James so. Bond watch-along. That would be awesome. I would be... I would have a lot of fun with that. Go in order, brother. Hells yeah. That's a future Chris Ranks the Universe, by the way. It's going to be a long gun, but we'll do it. I think I might wait until Bond 25 so to do the full deal. And I might not even, because I'm probably not going to the theater. Maybe ever again? I don't know. <laughs> there we go. It might be a while before I see it. <laughs> well, we'll see what how it all goes down. But that's our Wrestle Talk this week. Thank you guys. Give us that feedback. You can hit us up via email, ameliapodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook. Go to Facebook, search for the group club, Kayfabe Home of True Wrestling Fans. Agree to the rules, and we will get you in there. So we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>